When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a special episode of the Hub City Homers. Uh, my name is Jack Bell. I'm here with Kendall. And uh, today we're going to be remembering the life of Mike Leach uh, as a former Texas Tech coach, former head coach at Texas Tech, Washington State, and current uh, head coach at Mississippi State um, before he passed on Monday, uh, December 12th, 2022. Um, basically the four of us who work on this pod are obviously not all here. Um, we're filming this at a really odd time, uh, during the day. And, um, basically what we're going to do is we're going to go through and kind of talk about how, um, you know, coach Leach impacted our lives as, uh, you know, just fans. Um, he impacted my life as a player, um, in the fact that when I played high school football in Midland, uh, we ran the air raid offense. So, or like kind of a form of it. So, um, I guess you could say that I was directly impacted by that. Anyone who's, uh, you know, kind of played football in an offense that's kind of an air raid type style, you know, you've been affected by it. Um, the quirkiness, um, you know, having been named the strange one in tech circles, kind of crazy. Um, I'll bring in Kendall now. Kendall, uh, you, you know, it's just, uh, it's kind of a sad deal and uh, just a reminder that life is very short. Yeah, it's just, it kind of just came out of nowhere, obviously, for everyone. Um, you know, Coach Leach, when I was, he was at Tech when I was very young, when I was a just a six, seven-year-old kid was that 08 season and that's the season that obviously uh kind of helped me fall in love with tech I was just a Iowa football fan from my family when I was little but turning on the tv and watching that game against Texas like it was impossible for me not to become a fan and then just what followed after that you know watching you know the program and all of his fun interviews and just the person that he was, it was just kind of hard not to be a fan of Mike Leach, whether you were a fan of his teams or not. Like it, he's just one of those guys that it was impossible to have any like dislike for because he really never got involved. Like he was just always having kind of a good time. It seemed like, you know, obviously his post game speeches uh, after a loss, even those were entertaining. Uh, but not even just at tech, but at Washington state and Mississippi state, you kind of, at least in my case, I find found myself kind of supporting his teams even after he wasn't at tech anymore. Um, and just the way that he kind of changed the game in general, like a lot of the offenses you see, um, specifically in the Big 12, but also ranging to the Pac-12 and now even the SEC, 
um, what a lot of people are calling the spread light. I think a lot of those ideas come from Coach Leach. Uh, the namely one to me is that 2019 LSU team. Um, just it would have been unheard of for LSU to throw the ball close to 50 times a game back earlier, you know, back probably even a decade ago. But the way that Coach Leach kind of came in, he's had just this footprint on the game across college football and hell, even now in the NFL, um, you know, Cliff is there doing his thing and his offense still resembles a lot of Coach Leach's offense. But, um, you know, there's you can look at almost every program now um, outside of a select few in college football and see some sort of footprint that Coach Leach has left there, whether it's a coach or just the way that specific teams play offensively. Uh, there's not going to be another guy like Leach. Uh, and I don't like it's easy to try to replicate what he does, but no one will ever be, you know, have a Mike Leach offense that we have kind of grown to love. I agree. Um, I'm going to go through just kind of his reach and, and it's really crazy. Um, and this is just talking about, uh, head coaches. Um, this doesn't count any of, um, the assistants, countless assistant coaches, um, that have gotten their start under Leach and that are still assistants. Um, I'm going to go just kind of read off this list of guys who have been assistants under Leach that are now um, head coaches, and it's kind of an an insane list if you really want to talk about it. Um, These are assistant coaches who became college head coaches. Uh, just at the collegiate level. Uh, Dave Aranda, Zach Arnett, Art Bryles, Sonny Dykes, Dana Holgerson, Seth Luttrell, uh, Ruffin McNeil, Lincoln Riley, Ken Wilson. Um, obviously, uh, players who became college or NFL head coaches, Neil Brown, Sonny Cumbie, uh, Josh Heupel, Cliff Kingsbury, Eric Morris, um, before long, Graham Harrell will be on that list, um, and they it doesn't really uh, it just kind of goes out right. Um, you have like I mean there was a there I think there was an article that I read on uh, on the Clems on a Clemson message board the other day, and it was talking about how they lost fifty five to fifteen to Tech and the. 2002 Tangerine Bowl, and it was talking about the people that were on the sideline uh, for Tech, and it was the head coach was Mike Leach. The offensive assistants were um, Bryles, Sonny Dykes, and uh, Dana Holgerson, and then the some of the players. It was like Sonny Cumbie, Cliff Kingsbury, Lincoln Riley, and uh, and so it was it was really funny that um that all those people were on the same sideline at once it was really crazy uh just to see how um just to see how crazy his coaching tree really exists now and so 
anyone who also comes off of what you could, I guess, can call the Cliff Kingsbury tree uh, now. Um, you know, you're looking at Texas Tech even. Um, Zach Kitley comes out of the Cliff Kingsbury tree. So that's kind of a, an ode to Coach Leach as well. Uh, pretty much everyone who's gone from under Cliff Kingsbury, um, you know, can kind of owe their start to Mike Leach as well. Um, I'm going to read uh, some of the just uh, stuff that he had going, or I guess his head coaching stuff at his head coaching stops. Um, at Obviously, his first head coaching job was at Texas Tech uh, starting in 2000. He coached from 2000 to 2009, um, finished above 500 every single year that he was a head coach over in the overall record, finished above 500 every year, and only finished sub-500 in conference play one time, which was the first year, and when he finished 3-5. and five. Um, Obviously, everyone remembers the 2008 season, uh, at eleven and two, seven and one in conference, uh, tied for first in the Big Twelve South. Uh, finished the season ranked twelfth in the country. Got all the way up to two after beating number one Texas at home. Um, obviously, the Crabtree catch, all of that. Finished obviously uh, his overall record at Tech eighty four and forty three uh, overall. The winningest head coach in Texas Tech program history. Uh, Washington State, he coached at Washington State from 2012 uh, to 2019. Uh, in 2018, he went 11-2, uh, tied for first in the Pac-12 North, finished the year ranked 10th in the country uh, after winning the Alamo Bowl. Um, obviously, coached at Mississippi State for three seasons, uh, 2022 being his last uh, where he just finished up this past year with the Bulldogs going eight and four, uh, tied for third in the SEC West. Um, the one thing that I'm seeing through all this is very similar. When he took over, you know, teams were kind of down. I'm, in his first year, even at Tech, they went seven and six. So um, pretty crazy that that happened in his first year. Um, that was also his um, his worst record at Tech was seven and six. Um, only only lost six games at Tech once. Um, went six and or went seven and five, nine and five, eight and five, eight and four, nine and three, eight and five, nine and four, um, eleven and two, eight and four. Uh, you know, I, you just can't really say enough about the guy. You really can't. Um, never. Uh, also, you can say he never missed a bowl game when he was the coach of Tech. They made a bowl game every single year. Uh, he went, I guess, what did he go? He went 5-4 and four at bowl games at Tech, uh, considering he did not coach in the last one in the Alamo Bowl uh, when he was on uh, leave, put on leave before he was fired from Texas Tech. Um, I'm going to read these achieve. I'm going to read achievements, um, from tech and, uh, from Washington state. And then we'll kind of get into, we'll each kind of share, you know, a personal favorite story of ours and kind of wind it down and give, uh, Macon some time to discuss his, um, 
10 consecutive winning seasons at Tech, eight consecutive seasons with at least eight wins, four seasons with at least nine wins, nine consecutive bowl appearances, five bowl wins, four seasons completed with the team ranked in the top 25, 19 and 11 record against in-state conference rivals Baylor, Texas, and Texas A&M. 53 and 11 record at Jones AT&T Stadium, 2008 AP Big 12 Coach of the Year, 2008 Big 12 Coach of the Year, 2008 National Coach of the Year. Uh, more than 150 NCAA Big 12 and school records broken as Texas Tech's head coach, and uh, like I mentioned, the all-time winningest football coach in Texas Tech history. Uh, coached a Bolitnikoff Award winner, Michael Crabtree won it twice. Coached a Unitas winner, Graham Harrell. Coached a Best Kick Returner Award winner in Wes Welker. Coached three Sammy Ball Trophy winners, which is the most outstanding quarterback in the country, which would be Cliff Kingsbury, B.J. Simmons, and Graham Harrell. Uh, At Washington State, he was the 2015 Pac-12 Coach of the Year, 2018 Pac-12 Coach of the Year, four consecutive winning seasons. First coach to ever win 11 games in a season at at uh, Washington State, coached United's Golden Arm Award winner and Gardner Minshew had a top ten finish and two bowl wins. Um, Mississippi State, he broke the SEC in school record in passing yards in a single game, and he was the first head coach to win against a top ten ranked team in his coaching debut. Um, Kendall, I'll go ahead and give you some time um there are a couple things that i wanted to read off of uh twitter just there are a bunch of people flocking to social media you know sharing their favorite stories and for mine i'm gonna read a couple but i'll go ahead and uh, give you some time to talk about uh you know some things that you liked about uh coach leach and maybe some of your stories that you want to tell uh i mean there's so many things that can be said um about like the coach that he was and the person he was. Um, one of my favorite stories is kind of like how he got his start uh, was actually right here in the state of Iowa at Iowa Wesleyan, about 40 minutes from where I live right now. Uh, that's kind of where the air raid was born. It was his first kind of job as an offensive coordinator. Um, and it was it's pretty safe to say that no one's seen – when he first came into the game, no one really saw an offense uh, like Coach Leach. And in his first season as OC at uh, Iowa Wesleyan, um, these are just some of the stats from his first season there. Um, and keep in mind, they play at that JUCO level. They play, I think, at the time, I think they played three or four less games uh, than the normal D1 school. So I think they played eight or nine games. Um, their passing stats in this season were 468 completions on 715 attempts for over 4,600 yards and 48 touchdowns. And, um, that was just kind of the start of what Leach was starting to do as an offensive mind. Um, and I just love the story that he started just in a small town in Iowa, um, and kind of just worked his way up to, and within a decade to a head coaching job from there. Um, not a lot of people can say they've done that. Um, a lot of guys, it took them 
one to two decades just to get up to the D1 level as an assistant coach, much less a head coach. And the fact that um, Leach, in a span from when he was at Iowa Wesleyan starting in 1991 to the early 2000s when he was at Tech, that's just kind of insane to me. But I think my favorite video um, out there of Leach, especially at Tech, will always be just the Baylor, the post-game Baylor speech where he kind of just went off. Um, I don't think there's a coach out there that can do it like he does when it came to, you know, ripping a team. Uh, you know, looking back on it now, it was, it was really funny. Uh, like just all the different things he said in there. But to me, that kind of spoke to me just what he expected out of his teams though, because that team, if I remember correctly, they went, that team still went eight and four, which it isn't great, but considering the talent that was lost from that year, uh, it, it was the year after the 11 and two season. Um, just that he gets on his teams, even when, you know, they're winning and that's what made him so great is he always wanted more. Um, it's really unfortunate. I think the timing of this, because I do truly believe that with the new 12 team format, uh, I think that Leach would have finally had an opportunity to possibly eventually play for a national championship. Um, I think he was going on the right track at Mississippi state. Um, they were starting to inch their way up the sec slowly, but surely. Um, and, it's just really unfortunate. I think another one of my favorite stories is, um, I don't know how many people have seen that rant of when he actually spoke to why the uh, D1 single A should have um, a 16-team playoff when he was at Washington State. He uh, he was with the media basically just naming off every level of football and <laughs> what playoff system they use and how it was all you know, 16, 32 teams. And I think that was just the funny part about him. He was at times, especially in the media, he was always kind of a smart ass. Um, he, he didn't care about the backlash he could receive on what he would say in press conference. He just spoke his mind and there's not a lot of coaches that do that, especially to the media. Um, and he just always seemed like he was the guy that, can put a smile on people's face. Um, he was just a, a weird guy in the best of ways that really just, it's pretty obvious. He brought together, you know, college football fans as a whole when it was announced he passed. And I don't think there's many other coaches that could do that. There's not a single person out there that I think could speak negatively um, on what coach Leach did for the game. And whether that be, you know, just as a coach and how he changed the game with his offenses or as a person, every coach you talk to, every coach that released a statement um, had nothing but amazing things to say about him. And I think ultimately that's how he's going to be remembered. And that's how I'll remember him is as an elite football coach that, um, you know, it seemed like a lot of guys wanted to play for it. It wasn't for everyone. He would call his players out, 
um, when he didn't feel they were, you know, doing what they needed to on the field between them and their fat little girlfriends. He, uh, he always kind of was there to call him out. But I think a lot of players really appreciated that from him also. And the fact that he wasn't afraid to just act like, you know, he didn't act like they were, his players were playing up to their potential if they weren't. And, um, I think he always got the best out of all his players and that's kind of just what he did as a coach. And I'm just going to remember him as an elite coach, amazing person. And I really don't have much more to say about that. Yeah, I, I agree with you on all those points. Um, I'm going to read a couple of stories um, that, to me, they make me laugh. They make me laugh a lot, and I think that's the best way. I think that's kind of the, um, I guess, kind of like the coping mechanism, you could say, that I've been, that I use to get through stuff like this uh, on a personal level. Um, so these are from Dave Emmerich on Twitter. Um, for those that don't know, Dave Emmerich um, worked with Leach, or I guess kind of um, followed Leach uh, when he got, to, he. When they were both at Tech, uh, then went with Leach to Washington State and Mississippi State, and then just recently left um, Mississippi State uh, over the summer and was hired as, um, or was hired out at uh, USC at Southern Cal. Um, he spent a lot of time with Leach, probably more than anyone, um, in a work setting and, but also in a personal setting. Um, so he's got a lot of these. If you want to go to his Twitter, his uh, handle is at Dave Emmerich USC one. Um, I'm just going to read a couple that caught my eye cause they, they made me laugh really hard. Um, I'm assuming this is when they were in uh, Pullman in Washington State. says, uh, <clears throat> we were at a staff retreat in McCall, Idaho, uh, when Coach Leach came out of his room in a new flannel shirt that he had recently got at, uh, at the outdoor store. As we were giving him a pretty hard time about the shirt because he said it was comfortable. Uh, but he said it was comfortable uh, and warm, and he also said it was waterproof. And I told him there was no way that it was waterproof, and he insisted that it was. Uh, we went back and forth on it for a while, and finally he says, it is waterproof, and poured an entire bottle of water on his shirt. <laughs> and it says, the shirt, in fact, was not waterproof. <laughs> so that, that I thought that was a good one also. Um, another one is um, when they were at Washington State. Uh, it said we had a donor event in Coeur d'Alene on on a Friday and spent the night at the resort. And the spring game was was scheduled for 11 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, it was televised and there was no wiggle room for the kickoff time. Uh, it said I started calling coach at 9 a.m. to wake him up, and pretty soon it turned to 9:30 and then to 10. Finally, at 10:15 a.m., uh, it's a 50-minute drive to the stadium. Uh, coach Leach comes down and. Uh, I said, Coach, I called your room like 28 times. Didn't you hear the phone ring? He, he replied, yeah, it was pretty annoying. <laughs> and he said, you know, I was thinking, uh, 
why would you just lay there and let the phone ring nonstop? And he said, I think there are two reasons that Coach Leach would do that. And he said, um, he loved messing with me, and it was just his way of saying, relax, everything will be just fine, which is a good way. Uh, Coach Leach obviously being very well known for not being on time uh, anywhere he went. And he, yeah, I think, uh, what was the thing I was reading? He said, um, being on time is a virtue of the board, is what he said once. So, um that's pretty good. Um, another one I'll read um, says, people often ask me what Coach Leach did before games. He would uh, go into the coach's locker room, get a snack, and then do Spanish lessons on his phone. Uh, he once bragged to me that he hadn't missed a lesson of Spanish in something like 800 straight days. Uh, he even once directed one of our recruits to get on the app to help him with his high school Spanish. Uh, the funny thing was that coach still didn't know any Spanish after taking over 800 lessons from the app. Um, and what was funny about that is that there is a, uh, a recruit from Mississippi state actually that commented on it and said, it's true. I'm the recruit. (laughs) Uh, So that one was pretty good. Um, there's one from Texas tech here. Uh, it said, uh, Dave Nickel, who was a grad assistant at Tech at the time, uh, Coach Leach asked him for a ride home after a late night at the office. And, of course, this is the GA. You're not going to tell the head coach no. Uh, so he asked the GA to stop at Whataburger to grab some food. But then he realized he forgot his wallet uh, at the office, at the Tech athletic offices. And he said, "It's uh, Dave, the grad assistant, said, you know, it's okay. I, I have the money. I'll pay for it. And Coach and Coach Leach told him his order, and then he went ahead and told the kid paying for his paying for his meal to go ahead and get whatever he wanted to. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, go ahead, get whatever you want. And he's like, and he said, I responded to Leach with, I think I will, Coach. It's my money. <laughs> so that's a good one, also. But um, there was just a, there's just a ton of them like that. You know, he he would hang around with some wild people. Um, I know that. Um, you know, regardless of your thoughts on politics, he's he's really good friends with Donald Trump. Um, he's good friends with Deion Sanders. Um, he's really, actually, really tight friends. Uh, he became really good friends in his time at Tech, uh, ironically, with Matthew McConaughey and the McConaughey family. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's brother Rooster and him are really tight. Um, he would have people <laughs> at practice. Um, all the time, you know, uh, who's good friends with Charles Barkley. I know that. Um, it's just, it's just kind of the crazy kind of guy that you think, uh, or that, you know, he was, you know, he had such a wide range of friends and just because I think he was such a big character also that, um, you know, he attracted people of all different types. Um, movie director, Peter Berg, I know was one, I know that uh, in another one that I saw, he used to brag about, um, or he would well, not brag, but he would talk about hanging out with uh, Pink, the singer, <laughs> the the female singer Pink, at Matthew McConaughey's house all the time. And um, so I think that's a really cool deal, and it just kind of shows how uh, how friendly he was, really. And uh, you know, if you if you're if you've been on Twitter the last couple days, you know the story's been flooding in just how many lives he touched in a positive way and stuff. And so I, I think that's really cool. Um, 
we're going to give some time now to uh, Macon, who's going to, uh, you know, give us his thoughts uh, on Coach Leach and kind of his rundown, maybe tell a story that he liked. And, uh, you know, I think Macon's going to kind of dive into um, kind of what Coach Leach meant for college football also. Hey everybody, I appreciate the chance to talk about Mike Leach despite missing the recording time. You know, I I don't think it's an understatement to say my understanding of what football should be is largely shaped by Mike Leach because that's when I started to become a fan of tech athletics during the Leach era. That's that's my memories of college football involve Mike Leach. I remember my dad staying up late for the Insight Bowl after we went to bed and telling us what happened the next day. I remember the 2008 game. I remember the excitement of what Leach was able to do at Tech. Because that's that's the thing. And I think this is true for a lot of Tech fans. Most of us don't have any connection to the great teams of old. But we do have a connection to what Mike Leach did. So losing him, losing that icon is, is, is just heartbreaking. But I think he also represents you know what Tech can be and what Tech's striving to get back to for good reason. Winning the way we have to win as a program. You're not necessarily going to get the best talent. McGuire's recruiting as hard as he can, but you're not necessarily going to have the talent of Texas or Oklahoma. So you got to find another way to win. That's what Leach was able to do. So that's his impact on Tech. He represents everything Tech should want to be. And then his his coaching tree, his system, it's everywhere now. It's everywhere. And it represents, I think it it, it made college football more fun. It represents a fun version of college football. It's not the pro style, leave them to cloud of dust. This is one of the reasons I really can't get behind like Michigan or Iowa. Because I just think those are so so sucking soul-suckingly awful brands of football. I just don't enjoy them. Some people do. And again, this goes back to the fact I am shaped by the fact that I grew up with Mike Leach as the Texas Tech head coach. And then when I got to love it, Cliff Kingsbury was the head coach. What I think about football is entirely shaped by this man. And so it's it's you know, everybody has a personal connection to this because of that. Everyone, I think, in Texas Tech fan colors and Washington State colors and Mississippi State, we all have the same connection to this because he leaves his mark in such a big way. Because he does, well, not only is he a winner, he wins everywhere, but how he conducts himself, the easygoing nature, the willingness to talk about anything, the bizarre quotes, the rants, he's just a weird guy. He was a very bright man, but that weirdness wasn't, like, ah, he does, like, dumb things or slimy things. The weirdness was he just really was willing to talk about whatever was on his head. And that's, that's for any college football coach, is bizarre to see in the modern era. You know, in the modern era, everyone plays it close to the vest, stoic, cool. Even Joey McGuire is a very friendly, happy, fun guy, a great coach to listen to. There's a lot of coach speak in there. There is. It, it's every. It's the natural defense. I, I don't think Mike Leach ever had much coach speak at his, at his disposal. And the game's far worse off to lose a guy like that because he rejects like the Hugh Freeze or the Urban Myers or a different kind of weird, a slimy weird. The guys who do just bafflingly dumb stuff that hurts their families and their programs. You know, Mike Leach just, he talks about candy corn. And then he goes and he runs some of the most perfect offensive football imaginable. You know, he was doing it at Mississippi State with guys who were not prepared to run that system. And I think if he had had one more year, you could have seen Mississippi State seriously competing in the SEC West. You know, I, I think that he went out how he always, you know, should have. A winner. He went out with one more win. 
And I think it's horrible that we don't get to see more of this. I'm crushed for his friends and family. I'm sad for the game of football. I'm, I'm sad for all of us. You know, I, I didn't know or ever meet Mike Leach, but it's heartbreaking because I think that everyone who did talks about the kind of man he was and those stories are just so heartwarming and it, it's it sucks that a, a light went out you know in the game and i hope the hall of fame does the does the correct thing and admits him his impact cannot be understated and i hope that they overlook any rules or whatever's in the way of that and i truly hope that you know his friends and families can take solace in the fact that there are millions of people out there who are thinking about Mike and what he stood for because you know the mad pirate touched everyone in a in in a unique way and even if you just like read a quote and thought it got a chuckle out of it you know he made a lot of people's days a little brighter and he's the kind of college football coach I wish we had more of I saw a tweet and I I blank on the name of the guy who tweeted it so but it went viral so hopefully you heard it and know who I'm talking about but he tweeted in a world full of Urban Myers be a Mike Leach I think that that says it all about what he meant to the game so I'm going to close out here because I could talk more about Mike Leach, but I, I don't want to drag on and on about the same themes when Jack and Kendall are touching a lot of the same stuff too. But I, I, I would have been remiss if I missed an opportunity just to say thank you to the Pirate. A, a, a job well done. And, you know, there's never been a man who swung his sword harder than Mike Leach. All right. Well, once again, we want to thank you all for tuning in um, to our Coach Leach special. Um, this is kind of something that we all wanted to do and uh, just kind of honor the winningest head coach in tech football history. Uh, All-around great guy, all-around great coach. And, um, you know, he will be missed by everyone. Um, and uh, for what it's worth, I, I don't know if anyone else agrees with me here, but um, my personal belief is that he belongs in the tech ring of honor. So, um we want to thank y'all for listening. Uh, we'll get back to y'all. Uh, probably try and do a bowl special next week. Um, we'll kind of see if we can get uh, to that, and uh, that way we'll get y'all set up for the Ole Miss game uh, after Christmas. Uh, thanks again for listening, and wreck them. <laughs>